my god. It's one fifty five AM the night of the um part two of the Bachelor finale, Peter's season. I clearly am not going to get any sleep because I just keep thinking about this. It's so good. Oh, um, I mean, where to even begin? <laughs> First of all, I I have to say that by the end of the season, I loved every single person that was on the screen. It was something I'm not used to feeling watching The Bachelor, and let me say what I mean. Um, I've hated Peter most of the season. I've been very, very anti-Peter. In the part one finale, he brought the two girls home, and his family blew me away. They saw so clearly that he and Madison just weren't right for each other, but that he preferred her. Um and that he really was blinded by love and they laid it out so clearly and they laid it out they laid it out to him so clearly and to Madison and Madison being practical and intelligent believed them and broke up with him and really thought about it and everyone but Peter could see it um <clears throat> so i just wanted to say like massive shout out to Peter's dad who looked so exasperated by him to Peter's brother, who was like, I don't understand, you seemingly have this one perfect person, perfect for you in every way, and then this other thing that's a total dumpster fire, and you are having trouble making this decision, and I'm not following. <laughs> um, and then his mom, who was like, turns out, like, don't let her go, bring her home, turns out was about Hannah Ann. I was so happy. Like, all of that was so amazing. And then, on top of it, we just see Hannah Ann continuing to be so lovely and so articulate and so supportive and confident and patient. And yet, towards the end of the episode, right as I was thinking, like, you know, Hannah Ann has, like, stuck by him and waited and all this stuff. But in the end, like, I really don't want her to be a runner-up in his mind, and I don't want her to choose her because she's the right choice, but because he loves her. Like, I want her to have that. I want them both to have that, and it needs that to, to you know, this passion to have legs. And I think um, right as I was thinking that, she said to him, like, I need something back, and, like, I want you to know that, you know, like, I want you to choose me because you want to, not because I want you to or anyone else wants you to. And I was like, yes. She really just seemed so attuned to what was going on. And then it was like, <clears throat> and then on top of it, we had Madison who just like really came through by number one, um, coming back, continuing to stand her ground while at the same time saying she loved him, going in, meeting the family, being honest with them about their struggles, standing up to, now here's where um, I thought that you know, the dad was really helpful. Um, I thought the mom, Barb, was, like, fairly helpful. But then there was a big red flag when she said, like, you know, you really had no right to give him, to tell him what he could do. And Madison stood up for herself and was like, well, actually, it's my relationship, too. And I have every right to set my own standards in my relationship. And that was a big red flag in the first time that I sort of 
was concerned about what's going on over there with Barb. I thought in general her, like, she's clearly very emotional. I was just so supportive of, like, her love for Hannah Ann, even though it was over the top, like, she's an angel on earth, and, like, all of that. I mean, they were just really right about it. And the thing is, I also think that Madison is an angel on earth in her own way. I don't think she's as compatible with Peter, but clearly the love is there. So I really just thought that, God, that was such good TV. Like, everyone was so powerful. And then I really felt like Peter continued to be dumb (laughs) and impractical and blinded by love. But at the same time, when he finally heard from Maddie that she loved him back, he was so cute and you really saw like it's really there for both of them they really love each other and it's it's Romeo and Juliet I mean it's hard to see these two people who love each other but it like really can't be um and the thing that's annoying is that I started kind of wanting it to work out for them um because it was so clear that Peter was like going through the motions with Hannah Ann and that she was his backup plan. Um, so which also again makes me hate him, but I think that he clearly wanted Maddie so much more, but what was so very much missing was, you know, when his brother said, you guys are extremely different. Like you like to party and she's, a virgin and doesn't drink and she's extremely religious and you're not religious and like you have very different expectations about everything and I just don't what what are you know how are you gonna bridge those gaps and Peter's like I acknowledge that we're different we both acknowledge that we're different and therefore it doesn't matter like it's fine and the brother's like yeah but like have you thought about how you're gonna change to adjust to what she needs and Peter's It's like that was the first time anyone really asked him that. But unfortunately, he made it a very specific question, which was back to sex. He's like, so you're not going to have sex till you guys get married. Like you're going to with you're going to like be celibate for that long. Like, I know you too well. Like, can you really do that? And Peter's like, sure. Um, And I just think Peter really did not appear to have ever thought through. And this is what I was saying before. It's like, if you choose Maddie, like fucking go for it. But then you have to also understand and acknowledge what that is going to mean and what you're going to have to give up. Like she's your first choice. We all know you love her, but are you willing to give up partying? Are you willing to go all in on religion? Are you willing to give up sex for a little while, which I don't think is as big a problem, but more your fundamental beliefs. Like, are you willing to go to church every single Sunday and be in, like, have that become your whole life? Cause that's what it will being with her, it seems like that's what it will require. And he never showed any practical understanding of like how choosing Maddie was going to influence the the rest of his life and, and the changes he was going to have to make. Um, and I think that everyone would have been much more at ease if he had like talked in any detail about that. But he had just showed like, I just love her and that's all that matters and we know we're different and we'll be fine. And, um, you know, really no one's convinced. So it was so nice to just have the whole family all just saying what we've all been thinking all along. And then at the same time to like see Peter finally get, you know, um, 
I don't know why I'm blanking on this simple word. When someone likes you back, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, he finally got reciprocation. <laughs> reciprocation for Maddie. That was really nice. And to see that beautiful love that they really do have for each other and to just see it all. It's like, I acknowledge you love her the most. I acknowledge this is all probably going to crash and burn if you choose Hannah Ann because you know you should choose her, but you don't want to. But, and then it's like you're kind of rooting for something, but you know it can't succeed. It's like I felt like I was rooting for everyone, really. Um, and to me, the whole thing that makes every all of it crash and burn was Peter, once again, which I've been saying all season. He's so stupid. And again, if he wanted Maddie this much, which we've known all the way along, and he has too, number one, then he should have shown her with his actions that he was ready to make those compromises in his life in order to choose her and not just to say I choose you but to show her I choose you and the first step of that would have been not sleeping with Hannah Ann the second thing he should have done if he knew he loved Maddie this much which again I believe he knew all along was not string Hannah Ann along so like I mean he was working so hard on his backup plan like his plan B fallback option. Um, and I don't think it really occurred to him that like, you know, he kept saying to the bitter end, I'm in love with two women. And it's like, no, you're not. You've never been in love with two women. You've been in love with Maddie the whole time, but you kept Hannah Ann around because she was the only one giving you love back. And like Hannah Ann loved you and you loved Maddie. And until Maddie said she loved you back, you were a mess. And then she said she loved you and then left you. So he never really got a chance to be with her, but it was very clear to everyone that she was his front runner and he would put up with endless amounts of shit for her. But all again, in theory, in practice, he doesn't really put, you know, he's not really ready to sacrifice any part of himself for her. It doesn't seem so. Right, I'm sorry. I'm saying everything over and over again, but the point is Maddie was extremely articulate and wise and just said some beautifully like profound things. Um, for instance, when she said being a part of being a warrior, like earlier she said, you know, I'm a warrior and I fight for, you know, I fight for, like, I never give up a fight and I'm loyal to a fault and I like protective of my people. And I just thought that was a really beautiful way to sum up, you know, who you are. Um, I really liked that Peter for the first time said, tell me more, <laughs> like as if he was actually ready to listen and hear about the kind of person she is for the first time. He said that all season. Um, and they really did show that he had like some real insight into her personality and that like, I guess she had told him an anecdote about her tooth falling out or whatever. And he remembered that. So that showed a real connection there and filled in some pieces that like we hadn't seen before. Um, but anyway, some of the other things that Maddie said, she said like you, at some point she said, you know, the best, like even the best warrior Part of that is knowing when to surrender. I thought that was very wise. And then she also said, even more beautiful, she said, um, you know, we've, we've been asking ourselves, can love conquer all? And I am making love conquer all because I'm willing to walk away because I want you to have what will make you happy. And I know that you and I aren't going to make each other happy, even though we love each other so much. And I just thought that was so wonderful like honestly what a queen you know and he's right I mean he's 
he's Peter, so he's an idiot. So he said, Hannah Ann, or he said, Madison is the most selfless person I've ever known. <laughs> and then later he said, like, Hannah Ann is the most selfless person he's ever known. And the truth is, they both are. I mean, he's actually right, um, even though it's so irritating. Because, you know, they can't both be the most selfless person you've ever known. Obviously, one or the other. But um, they are both incredibly selfless and, you know... And I think some people incorrectly would say that, like, Madison wasn't selfless because she, like, didn't compromise. I mean, and I'm saying Barb is someone who would feel that way. Um, but Madison really compromised. It's You can be selfless while still having self-respect and maintaining your standards. So by saying, I know that, you know, it would be compromising both of ourselves to try to make this work is not saying, you know, I wouldn't be willing to try or, you know, but she's not going to break herself in half to try to pretend to make this work. Um, anyway, I think it's fair and fine and perfect actually that she was able to maintain her sense of self and, and keep her standards and be really, really true to who she was and very honest and articulate all the way through while also saying, um, but I sacrifice, you know, my feelings for you and I'm going to back out of this so that you can make the right choice for you because I want you to be happy. I want me to be happy. So it was just, oh, I was just so proud of her, but I was also so anxious because I was like, oh my God, she's going to fucking come back. Cause like Chris Harrison kept saying she was coming right back and and I was like hating her the whole time because I'm like, you're doing the right thing, but then you're going to come back. But then it turned out in part two, we find out she never came back. You know, really Chris Harrison dragged her back in, but she really did take herself out of it. And even though it hurt her and she said she couldn't eat and she was like, I mean, she's clearly very, very depressed and regretted her decision. She didn't come back in. She really stuck to that decision and stuck to her, um, her decision to walk away from him and to let him find his happiness with someone else. So I, th I thought it was really beautiful. I was so proud of everyone. And aside from that one red flag with Barb, I just thought, and, and also I felt that Peter's family a little bit should have heard him out a little more about like why he loves Maddie so much, because I think they could have helped him sort through the feelings and basically say, you know, it's very clear that you love Maddie more, but, you know, we have to talk through whether you can really put that love into action and whether this is actually going to be a happy life for you. And it just seemed like they jumped straight to the, they were absolutely right about their perception, but they didn't acknowledge his feelings enough. So he didn't feel hurt. And then he got defensive and he felt alone. And so I think, I think that they could have been a little better about that, but ultimately just so satisfying to see his family be so brutally honest and so like perceptive. And it just felt like basically we had five adults, right? <laughs> the last two episodes, or let me just say, sorry, finale part one felt to me like Barb, Peter's brother, Peter's dad, Madison and Hannah Ann were all adults. Um, and they're all just being dragged down by this one dumb child in the middle. And, uh, yeah. So then we get to part two 
and <laughs> holy shit, he proposes to Hannah Ann, which you could tell was disastrous because the way he, he just didn't seem that happy. And even Hannah Ann didn't seem that happy. Like it was really nice to see her hitting her limit. I just felt like she should be fitting, hitting her limit at that point. Um, he made it so clear that like everything he was saying, like, oh, you've been my rock and like, thank you so much. And I appreciate you. So it's like the same speech he's given every girl, like right before he broke up with them, except he never broke up with her because he just didn't have a backup plan, right? Without her. So he just kept her there, um, selfishly as usual, only thinking of himself. And, and so I go on resenting and hating Peter throughout this. He proposes to her in like the lamest and most dishonest proposal. Like you have a hundred percent of my heart and like, it's, always been you and all this bullshit and I'm watching it's like even she didn't really believe him and she didn't really seem that excited neither of them seemed that excited about the proposal then of course he tells Barb and like she's much more excited than everyone else combined and I mean the family was so cute it was but there was already like a sadness and a tension between him and and Hannah and even when like even when he called her on the little video cam to be like you know, here's my family. I just told them that that whole thing seemed tense on her end. Um, and then he breaks up with her, which everyone saw coming. And then we just see yet another side of Hannah Ann that I respected so much. It's like, I respected her when she was patient and loving and communicative and calm and supportive and confident. And I respected her when she started to be like, but I need something back. And then I respected her when she was like, okay, I've reached my breaking point. Um, and then I respected her when, when she let loose on him. Like he broke up with her and she was epic. She was like, you know, reminiscent of Melissa from Jason Lesnick's season. You took this like precious moment away from me that should have only happened one time in my life. You took that from me and I'll never get it back. And then more to the point, she really like just shut him down. Like you and I are done. You've done enough damage. Like there was no forgiveness there. There was no hug. It's like, here's your ring. God, she was just magnificent. It was so awesome. Um, and you know, don't worry about me. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get my life back on track. I'm, I was a strong woman and I'm going to get it back on track. Like before you came in and fucked up my whole life. Um, and you couldn't stick to your words and words are important and words have power and you don't seem to understand that you said things to me that should mean something and you just told me that like I have you forever and you love me a hundred percent like but clearly none of it was true and I was so glad because if you listen to my other podcasts like you can't just go around saying shit to people like you can't be like, I love you forever and you're my favorite and you have nothing to worry about. It's like everything he said was just so dishonest because he's so full of shit and not even aware of how full of shit he is. And God, Hannah Ann nailed him. It was so beautiful. Um, just like my love for her and respect for her just kept growing and growing and you just see this is a fully well-rounded person. And I started to feel bad that I'm like, oh, here we are this season. 
with these two 23-year-olds and, like, he's an idiot for choosing these young people and clearly doesn't really care about substance. And turns out they both had so much substance. And, like, Hannah Ann, I mean, bringing it with every type of angle you can I was really just floored by how strong and in control and of herself she was and how well she knew herself and how well she knew how to love somebody um and how perceptive she was of like where he stood in the whole thing and and then how like her boundaries were so strong and oh oh she was just a model human being like better than Gandhi I was I was just yelling like Hannah Ann for president. I was just so excited. She was amazing. And then Peter, what happened next? Then Chris Harrison tries to swoop in and save the day and get Madison back. And I thought that was fine. I mean, a little bit I was kind of like, oh, God, now they're going to, like, tie a neat little bow on this and he's going to end up with Maddie. Um, but I was really glad, again, that the Maddie thing didn't kind of come back until after he broke up with Hannah Ann and, and like Maddie wasn't involved in any of that. So it's not like she was home wrecking. They made it seem in the previews that she was going to like come back and re reinsert herself into the thing. And I was concerned and, and she didn't. So once again, like her hands were clean, Hannah Ann's hands were clean, <laughs> like everyone's hands are clean except Peter, who's a mess. So then... Um, he go, you know, he seemed genuinely happy to see her. And Peter says the first wise thing of the entire season, which is like, I think the smartest thing we can do is just take it one day at a time. And I was so proud of him for not just jumping from one proposal to the other, but actually saying we need to figure this out and take our time. I was like, oh, growth. Oh God. And then we're watching... Like, this whole time, like, the after the final rose clips, and let's get into Barb. I mean, obviously, Barb was incredible. I mean, she was just so beside herself. Like, first of all, Peter looked miserable on after the final rose. He looked like he gained weight. He looked like an emotional wreck. His eyes were dead. His mother was in, like so much pain her eyes I mean she was like so upset at the beginning and I was just like riveted by what what was going on in her face the whole time and I was just thinking you know her family has had to watch like their beloved son make a complete ass of himself and all of the women and just like bumble this whole thing and throw away the best relationship and I was so like empathetic um, and supportive of Barb and just being like, gosh, she's like so upset with how all this happened. Like he's broken her heart and like, she's seen him go through so many things and, and there's really no one to blame but himself in this whole situation. And I think that just seeing him like let happiness go and kind of, you know, this whole season has just been honestly, Peter chasing unhealthy relate like really women that he can't truly have um I just think that he has so much work to do on himself like like he had everything you could ever want in a person like Hannah Ann was kind and good to him and patient but it's not because she was a simpleton and it's not because she didn't have layers it's because she was choosing to like 
be her best self and to be kind and calm because that's what he deserved in the moment. But she definitely showed herself to have all of the layers anyone could ever need. Um, and maybe if he had like seen that ferocity earlier, like, I still don't think it would have changed anything, but, um, I, I, I don't think that her, his life would have been boring with her. Um, but I do think that he was really blinded by love for Maddie and, and he needed to, I mean, I guess I started to see as everything went on, Peter being a victim of circumstance in addition to stupidity, but also just, <laughs> you know, it sucks that he loved Maddie so much that he couldn't even love the person that was really, I think, healthy for him. And, you know, I think lots of people, including myself, can relate to um, being attracted to something that's bad for you. And, I, and Peter definitely showed throughout the season that he was very attracted to the chase and to people who were not right for him and to people who were not giving him the love that he needed. And, um, you know, it was very hard to watch. And so I was really just watching Barb and thinking like, gosh, she's really going through it. Like it must be so hard on her to watch this season and just to be like so unproud of how he conducted himself. And I was like, oh my God, I love this woman. I love the faces she's making. And then it just got out of hand though. Um, like <laughs> I was laughing. So then they show the scene where Hannah Ann like puts him in his place and like Barb starts wildly applauding for her. It was so funny, like how much she loved Hannah Ann and how mad she was at Peter. And I was like tweeting, you know, like pictures of, of uh, Barb's face and saying like Barb is considering having an abortion. <laughs> She's like <laughs> wishing that she had a boy. I don't know. Not really, but she just seemed like so, so done with Peter. Um, and I've just never seen anything like that. And on the one hand I was like, yes, like that's how I've been feeling about Peter this whole time. Like she was so team Hannah Ann and, and, but also at the same time, kind of like, that is your son. Like, know are you really gonna applaud while he's getting dumped sort of strange it was like kind of yeah I like loved it and was horrified by it at the same time um and then Hannah Ann like continues to epically shut down Peter where she's basically like you withheld really important information from me when you proposed to me and therefore our proposal wasn't real because I didn't know what I was agreeing to. And you never loved just me. And then you, she like drops this bomb that he like reached out to Hannah B <laughs> during their engagement and still loved Maddie. And, and the, yeah, three women in our engagement. I mean, God, she was so fierce and just so calm and, and good. And, um, and then when she said like, you know, you need to become a real man if you want to be with a woman or something like that. I just thought, finally, I mean, that again, that's what I was saying is that Peter is not a man. He's a, he's a child and he behaves like a child and he wants to have his cake and eat it too. And he wants things, but he's not willing to work for them. Like he wanted Maddie, but he's not willing to not fuck Hannah Ann in order to get Maddie. And he wants Maddie, but just in case he wants to string Hannah Ann along just so he has a fallback. And then he, is clearly not over Maddie, but he proposes to Hannah Ann and like 
acts like he's fully there when he's not. He's just going through the motions. And it's again, I don't think he's a bad guy on purpose. I just think he's like so out of touch with his own emotions and so very stupid. Um, and it's just clueless. And then you, anyway, she was amazing. And I found myself really sad that we already have a new bachelorette. Um, and I don't think I was alone. I was just like, this woman needs to be our next bachelorette, but whatever, Claire, I guess we can deal with it. That's a whole nother can of beans. Um, can of worms, whatever. And then Maddie comes out and like Barb's just viciousness just keeps getting worse. And it's like, oh my God, she hates Maddie, which I don't really think is fair because I don't think Maddie did anything wrong at all. Um, and then I just became very concerned for Maddie because like Barb hates her. And I think that her hatred of her is irrational. I do think that she's fine and right to be as concerned as she is. But I also think that when you watch all of it play out, it's just very clear that Peter loved Madison from the beginning. And you can't just talk someone into loving. Like we saw this with Ari's season. We've seen it before that like, you know, he, he chose Becca because it seemed like the right thing because she was there for him because she loved him and she was ready. And Lauren was on the fence, but he clearly always loved Lauren and kept her along all the way to the end. I mean, it was the exact same plot, but, um, and they chose Becca because she was more of a sure bet and he was trying to go with logic, but his heart wanted Lauren and like, they really are happy and they have this cute little podcast and, you know, he saw something in her that we didn't get to see in the show. Um, and like, no one, I mean, you can't manufacture passion and deep love. And that's why the love conquers all thing. I think there is something to it, but obviously if love is going to conquer all though, and you have so many differences out the gate, like Peter and Maddie have, there have to be some real discussions about compromise. And that's the piece that was missing. I would have been willing to buy into this if I had heard how they were going to actually navigate their differences. Um, but again, that's too much to expect from someone like Peter. But um, what was I trying to say? I don't even remember where I was going with this. I guess just that I didn't... I mean, I'm still annoyed at how Peter handled the season, and I know that he hurt a lot of people, um, and he clearly really hurt his mom, but I was, I was surprised at how entirely she seemed to have turned on him and on Madison. Um, there was just no, like, we're going to give it a try, and, you know the logical choice, the healthy choice, the choice that had a better chance of success was clearly Hannah Ann. And he tried choosing her, but his heart wasn't in it. And like, you know, when we see the whole season play back, you can just tell that he's always loved Madison from the beginning more than anyone else. They have an undeniable connection and, you know, we can't, you can't control all of that. Um, and we wouldn't want him to be with someone he didn't love with his entire heart. And we wouldn't, it wouldn't work. And we wouldn't want that for either of them. Um, everyone's better off when you are with the person that you love more than anything else in the, in the world. 
if you're willing to work for it. But there was none of that. It was just crazy. And then here's where I got sad because I don't want to say I turned on Peter's mom, but I definitely was like, oh my God, she's on the one hand sort of right, but also like, she's like, we don't think it's going to work. No one thinks it's going to work. We don't support this relationship. I thought it was really cool how she like laid out why they didn't like Madison. Um, and I agreed with some of her points and I disagreed with others. Like, I think that she doesn't really understand probably that the three hour delay was partially them talking, but also I'm sure there's like, you know, TV filming and production things. Um, so it's not totally on Madison. I think that it would have been good if Madison apologized in the moment. And it also would have been good if Madison apologized after the fact, when she clearly was confronted by Barb, who said, you kept us waiting for three hours and never apologized. She should have said, I, I was really sorry. And I should have apologized, but also Peter should have said, you know, I also kept you waiting for those same three hours and I should have apologized. <laughs> like, it's very clear that um, there's some really unhealthy shit going on with Barb. Um, and it's weird because, like, she loved Hannah Ann so much. And then she was so unfair and hateful to Maddie. And it's, like, two totally different reactions and two totally... Like, I would expect that from the way she was treating Maddie... It would be like this woman would be a nightmare of a of a mother-in-law like and could never like will never take a fair stance on anything it's always going to be like her son is right you know and you're the bad guy but clearly not i mean it's just so weird how she was just like a hundred percent all in on hannah ann and then like hated peter and then no matter what Maddie did, like in some, in some cases, like I said, I thought, I thought Maddie was actually right. And in other cases, I thought Barb was right. Um, for instance, I do think that Maddie should have apologized. Um, but I also think that Maddie was absolutely right to say, you know, I have a right in this relationship to tell him what my needs are and expectations are because it's my relationship too. And I have a right to, yeah, have my own standards and, and, and communicate those to him all along the way. This is all within my rights. I mean, she was, and, and I have a right to work through these issues for three hours with him if I need to. I don't know if she said that part, but it was kind of, you know, between the lines, like I have a right to figure out my own life. And I just think she was so right about that and, um, was getting really, an unnecessary amount of hate from, from Barb. It was just, oh my God, I just will never forget the looks on her face. It was so amazing. And so you really, now what we come to is the conclusion, like I'm not on the crazy bandwagon, like Twitter exploded with hatred for Barb and I don't hate Barb. I do think that we saw some real insight into Peter and I started to see him less as a villain and more as a victim of clearly a very emotional family, uh, or let me say mother, cause his dad and brother seem very rational. I mean, they love, let's be clear. His family clearly loves him and they clearly want what's best for him. And they clearly think they know what's best for him and they're not wrong. But having said that, um, his mom is definitely a little bit crazy and, um, controlling and just took this situation to the extreme 
He has never moved out from of home. He's been living there his whole life. And so, you know, we talked about, I talked about last time that, you know, I heard on some podcasts that the insight that it may have been really difficult for Peter to make these decisions along the way through the season. It was really his first time making any real decisions without his family guiding him. And, um, it was very, very interesting to start to see these different pieces of like Peter's background and how it had made him the man or lack of man that he had become, you know, who's ultimately a a person that wants to be a good guy and is fundamentally maybe a good guy, but also is pretty emotionally stunted and very self-absorbed. And I think that it seemed like a combination of his mom doting on him and always making him the center of everything. Um, I think that that really makes sense with how I've been saying that he's so self-centered. Um, but also I think that he's been maybe at the mercy of her emotions and, um, anyway, very interesting. Like Lauren Zima has been saying for a while that bachelor needs an Emmy. And I think this part one and part two of this season, uh, finale was worthy of an Emmy. The amount of insight that we got into this family dynamic, the amount of, and how that plays on the way that Peter fucked up this season <laughs> and all of the frustration that we felt and then seeing his family have the same frustration that we felt, but then also seeing how in some ways their dynamics may have caused it. Oh God, it was so good. And it was so real and it was so raw. And these two 23 year old women, I just, I don't think, I don't know when I was 23, know if I knew my ass from my elbow. I mean, I'm just blown away by these two women. Um, I like Hannah and best, but I like Maddie as a close second. I mean, I just think they're both, I really can find no fault with how they've either of them conducted themselves. I just love them both so much. I still like Barb, but I do see the issues there. Um, and she's scary, like <laughs> for sure. And, and I saw, <laughs> Lauren Zima like sad Peter it's hard to see Peter be sad I've been really hard on him and you know he really like in the end this season was so good because what we saw was the ultimate fallout he lost so much this season and he really got put in his place no one let him get away with anything and that's why I do appreciate Barb because you know, the internet can hate her and like, maybe she should have been a little nicer to him in public or whatever, but she's not letting him off the hook here. And I appreciate that. Um, he doesn't deserve to be let off the hook because he, as I said, hurt a lot of people with his lack of self-awareness and self-centeredness and lack of understanding <laughs> the repercussions of the things he said. And Hannah Ann put him in his place and was like, you can't just go around saying these amazing things to multiple people. It's unacceptable. It's not how a man behaves. And, and, you know, as hard as Chris Harrison tried to tie this up with a beautiful bow and 
let, you know, Peter end up with a woman. What we saw was Peter making poor choices all, all along. If he had done what Colton did, AKA choose someone early, know that he wanted her and then sacrifice whatever it took in order to get her, <laughs> go all in on her. That's what he should have done, but he didn't do that. And instead he chose once again to have his cake and eat it too. And so he lost Madison and in the process, he lost his family's support with the Madison thing because they saw them falling apart and they saw him failing to be able to live up to like, you know, the compromises that it would require to be with someone like her. And that was his choice. And that was his failure. And I was very glad to see him get what he deserved. And I was very glad that although Madison came back to him, that it wasn't like, yes, I accept your proposal and everything's perfect. It didn't become perfect for him. He still has to figure this out. He and Maddie have to navigate this. And in the meantime, he's embarrassed his family and he's put a lot of strain on his relationship with his family. And now he's going to navigate all this. I mean, his life is wrecked in the short term and I hope they work through it. But I mean, it was really hard to see this supposedly like extremely close family really come apart over this. Um, and to see his mom like turn on him. I mean, it was just really psychotic. Um, but you know, he, he didn't deserve to win Maddie. He's going to have to work for that relationship. And that's why I'm glad she's like, I'm giving you another chance and I love you. But clearly, I mean, they need to figure out if this relationship can work. And I, I support that. It ended where it should have. He gets a chance with the woman of his dreams, but now they have to figure it out. And it's going to take all the sacrifice that everyone warned him about. And it may not work out. And then on the other hand, with Hannah Ann, I mean, she really... I hope taught him how unacceptable his behavior was and she did not let him off the hook. And what this really seemed to me is that my entire season of watching him and being so frustrated with him and just being like, this guy seems like a nice guy, thinks he's a nice guy, but he's the most vile type of selfish liar who's going around just hurting everybody. And, you know, to go from the women tell all where they were all like, Oh, we still love you. And you're so wonderful. And really to see that in the end, he did have good taste. I mean, he chose two incredible women for his top two and both of them ended up really disappointed with him in some way. And then his mom ended up really disappointed with him. And in the end, he really didn't get anything that he wanted. And that is what happens when you make poor choices and when you're a man child and an idiot. And so as sad as I feel for him, because I don't wish harm on him, it really was, I'm not even going to say karma because this is just straight up like cause and effect. And I think that he's going to grow from this. I really think he has some massive growing to do and God, I mean, what a season you know, to be so frustrated by him for so long, but then to watch it all come crumbling down or tumbling down on him, like 
to watch him realize how bad he had fucked this up was um, really satisfying. And I think, I just, I don't know, it was really good TV. Capturing all of these dynamics, I was very, very proud. I think one of the best seasons ever now that I've seen the whole thing through. I love it. (laughs) So that's where I'm at with The Bachelor. I guess what I wanted to say is that the internet is being very hard on Barb, and I, on the one hand, kind of think she might be psychotic, but on the other hand, I kind of agree with her. So I want to throw out my support for her and and hope that their family can heal. Um, I think that she's a good person. I think Peter is like, I think they're all good people. And what I really like about this is that, you know, (laughs) people are saying like, oh, we didn't know that all along. It turned out that Barb was the villain. I mean, first of all, that's a pretty cool twist. And it's very like, no one could have written that. And I think in some ways it's kind of true. But really how I have felt all season is that Peter was the villain. And that's something that no one's really said. Um, So really it was maybe Barb was the villain who created Peter, who became the villain, right, of his own story. And then it all came crashing down on him. And now he has to grow. And there was um, a lot of just extremely insightful honesty and just I mean god what is what what amazing what an amazing capturing of the human condition um and psychology and social dynamics and love and I mean god it was good I just want to say really props to everyone especially Maddie and Hannah Ann, but props to everyone that, you know, was there in the end. Um, And to Chris Harrison, who I thought did a really good job trying to um, keep this all together for Peter and and get him a happy ending. And also who I felt was supportive of him when his mom and family had clearly (laughs) turned on him. Um, it was really, really interesting shit show and I loved it and it was hard to watch and it was amazing to watch. And I was sitting there with my friend, Aaron, who we've been watching this show for years together. And we were just like, our mouths were hanging up and we were, I was like, I have never seen anything like this. Like, ugh, it was really good. Um, in conclusion, Let's not hate. (laughs) I thought a tweet that I saw was pretty funny. It said that Peter's mom obviously missed the whole speech last at the women tell all about not bullying people. (laughs) And um, I think that's true. You know, Peter made his mistakes and he may have ruined his life. And I think that she's taking it really hard. Like, I think she's like, oh, I wanted grandchildren and like, I wanted Hannah Ann and I loved her. Like her heart's broken. You know, he broke her heart by not choosing the one she wanted. And that shows a a pretty high level of self-absorption as well, which, you know, maybe that's where Peter gets it, but it's anyway, again, very interesting, well-meaning, both she and Peter are well-meaning, emotional people who are prone to superlatives and, uh, mood swings, <laughs> or maybe not mood swings, but what's the word? Like fickleness, I guess. Um, extreme, not moodiness. Like, cause I don't see Peter as being moody I and mean, he's always a jolly guy, but, 
but his, you know, extreme love for one person, that extreme love for the other person kind of mimics Barb's extreme love for Hannah Ann and extreme hatred for Maddie and like, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really, really fucking interesting. So I hope everyone's okay in the whole group. I hope everyone turns out okay. Appreciate all of them, and I just wanted to put my seal of approval behind everybody, including maybe even Peter, because Peter got what he deserved, and now I hope he can move forward and and patch something beautiful up. Um, I hope that he really, really learns and changes, because I do think he's a good guy. I think he wants to be a good guy, but he needs to learn how to, he needs to grow up. And Hannah Ann, you know, said it better than anyone else. You need to learn how to be a man. <laughs> it's time for time for Peter to grow um, and become an adult. And it seems like, you know, maybe this is all going to work out really well. Maybe it'll start with him moving out of his family's house, if he hasn't already. Um, branching out on his own, really becoming an adult and figuring out what that means. Like, I don't know, like doing your own dishes and paying your own bills and having consequences for your actions and trying to, you know, um, he got really called out and, and, uh, exposed for him trying to play all sides and, and no one's letting him get away with it. So I'm, that's all I want. You know, it's like, I don't need him to have his life ruined indefinitely. I just don't want him to go on with his life thinking that he's like perfect and just running around like, dum de dum, I love you. Oh, I love you. And I love you. And just having no responsibility towards anyone else. And I, I hope that if this changes him, I think he's going to turn into a really great man. I think he really will be a good person. Um, he just wasn't a good person up to this point, he has a lot of potential. I think that he does care about people and he has a lot of passion. I think he can be a very good listener. Um, I think that he has a good sense of humor and just a lot of redeeming qualities that I could see why the women loved him and I can see why he loved the women. And ultimately, I think that he is drawn to high quality people. Um, and I think it's good to be someone that's willing to work through things, um, you know, and fight for the things that you love and that's all positive, but you know, you can't have that in the absence of like logic and realism and compromise and all of that. But again, it kind of makes sense. A guy like that, who's just sort of flying around in the clouds all day and then comes home and like stays at his parents' house and lets them make his decisions for him. It's like, he's just not, I guess it makes sense that he doesn't know how to be realistic because he just seems like he's never really lived in the real world yet, um, which to me makes him a really problematic choice for The Bachelor. I guess in the end it was interesting because, like, kind of same thing with Hannah B. It's like Hannah B. was a beautiful disaster to watch. I mean, she fucked up her season royally. And then Peter fucked up his season royally. It's like, honestly, those two really deserve each other. But... You know, the difference was that Hannah Ann, oh, sorry, I meant Hannah B. If I said Hannah Ann, that's not what I meant. Hannah B was honest with everyone all along the way, whereas Peter wasn't. And that's why it was easier. Like Hannah Ann, Hannah B, sorry, Hannah B only hurt herself in the end. Um, 
she fucked up her season by choosing the wrong people. She didn't fuck it up by, like, stringing everyone along and being an asshole, which is why people loved her as the Bachelorette, even though she fucked up. Peter fucked with everyone inadvertently and fucked up his season and ultimately ended up, they both ended up fucking up their own lives um, and missing out on what could have been really positive relationships for them. I don't think any of this is permanent. They'll both end up like happy in a relationship. They both learned a lot, but, um, and again, I think they're both good people, but it's very, it's interesting, I guess, because on the one hand, what I'm trying to say is that you kind of as you kind of want ABC to choose a bachelor or bachelorette who's like lived life a little bit more and is ready to make healthy choices and will be set up for success and choose someone that's good for them. And yet we've seen over many seasons that, you know, a lot of people like don't make the right choice for themselves. I mean, between the people who chose someone and the relationship eventually fell apart or the men who chose someone and then changed their mind, it's now happened three times. Um, then there've been the men who have said they loved multiple people. We've seen that now a couple times. I mean, it's not easy to do. I think that what the show shows is that it's, even if you have 30 people who are all vying to be with you, deciding who to be with and navigating those feelings and compatibility and, you know, trying to strike the balance between like what's healthy and right for you and what your heart wants is very, very difficult. And people don't really navigate it well, no matter how old they are. Um, some of them mess it up. And I think, sorry, but I think we're about to see another shit show of a season with Claire. I mean, Claire's a little baddie. Like she wants it. She's ready, but she's also baddie. So this is going to be interesting. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is on the one hand, it would be nice to see someone just like settled and confident and ready and experienced navigate this and just choose the right person from them and then be happy. <laughs> um, but it seems like ABC is not really choosing those people. They're choosing like that would have been Mike uh, from Hannah's season, right? Just someone straightforward and serious and simple and, and like red grown up, right? And instead, they're giving us really interesting people who are very flawed. Um, and we're watching their lives. We're watching them ruin their lives with their poor choices. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, putting their heart out there and trying so hard, but just messing up. It's really compelling. It's very compelling television. And I, I, um, I don't think, I don't know. I, I was bitching about this the other day. Why can't they choose someone that's prepared for a relationship? You know, it's so fucking frustrating to watch these idiots like ruin their lives over and over again. But, you know, it is really nice to see them grow from it. And it's been an interesting slice of, uh, recently it's been interesting to see how people do it. Like Colton was a nice departure because Colton was a grown up and he knew Every choice he made was extremely grown up. I loved him. Colton was maybe my favorite bachelor of all time. I think he was. 
I loved everything about him. And he risked it all. And he knew himself and he knew how he felt and he didn't string anyone along and he just handled himself so well. And, you know, having to see from there, Hannah and then Peter has been definitely hard to take. Um, but we can't all be Colton, I guess. <laughs> so we'll see what's next. But, you know, I, 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 I consider myself a pretty you know, discerning, uh, television watcher. And I know that that sounds crazy when I clearly love certain reality shows so much. And among them is our, uh, are you the one, um, obviously the bachelor franchise and keeping up with the Kardashians <laughs> and there's, there's other reality ones, but I mean, I, but those are my favorites and I just, I love reality TV when you really get to learn about people um, and to cap catch things that really like acting is beautiful and I love movies and I love, you know, filmed television shows and, you know, fictional television shows. But um, it's, I think it's really beautiful and intriguing to just see real people struggling through life and to just catch it on film and have it there forever. I mean, I keep thinking like, I wish I was still an undergrad in my psych degree. Like I would love to write a fucking dissertation on what I've learned about dating and relationships and love and people from the bachelor. I mean, you put it all in this crazy background and like, you've got the producers manipulating them and, you put this, you put people into this like crazy emotional experiment, right? Like, okay, here's all the people and we're going to put you in the world's worst circumstances where it's super awkward and you're all dating the same guy. And then he's going to sleep with the top four and then send one home immediately. And then, you know, meet all the friends or meet all the family and then send one home and then propose to one and break up with the other. And could be the worst day of your life or the best day of your life. And God, it's like so crazy. And, you know, you take all that away and what you end up with is just real people struggling through life in the same ways that we all do and struggling to make choices. And it's really beautiful. Um, and I also think I've learned something really significant from The Bachelor, which is that I do think that love conquers all. I think I used to feel like Watching this season and Ari's season and Colton's season has made me realize that, you know, there's no logic to it. Hannah Ann was just as good as Maddie in every way, just as beautiful, just as intelligent, just as kind, just as dynamic, just as everything, and arguably more compatible um, and yet for whatever reason, he just loved Madison more. He just loves her. It's, there's no logic to it. It's just love. And I think that, you know, what I am going to have to have or fight for in my life is just, you know, 
I just want to be with someone that wants me more than anyone else because yeah, there's logic and there's what works. But in the end, what I've seen with these guys over the years in the bachelor is that like, it never works. It doesn't work to talk yourself into a relationship that's right for you or that other people want you to be in. It just doesn't work. And I know maybe it's silly, but like, I need to like learn this lesson from the bachelor, <laughs> but, um, it really does hit the, hit the point home, doesn't it? I mean, you see Jason Mesnick choose someone who just seemed like the right choice and then regret it and choose someone else. And you see Ari do the same thing. And like those two are both in happy relationships, you know, and then you see someone like Peter and I think that, you know, maybe they'll make it work. Maybe they won't. I don't know, but love has to be, I don't know. I think that this like there's an X factor that has to be there. Um, and it may be more important than the other things. And I think that in that way, maybe Peter's family got it a little wrong. Like I think he and Maddie are going to have major challenges, but if they love each other this much, then maybe they'll get through them. I really don't know, but it's very clear that as perfect as Hannah Ann was for him and just in general, that was just never going to be enough when he loved someone else so much and so fully and so inexplicably. So we all have to fight for that X, X factor. And also I think, um, I think the other takeaway is that there's just a difference in the way he behaved with Maddie and the way he chose his words and the way he looked at her and the way he felt like he could really feel the connection. And, and, um, you know, Hannah Ann was right to start wondering and doubting, um, and to become exhausted by continuing to try. And she never fully had him. And I think that you just have to trust yourself when you feel like you don't fully have someone and, it's not something you can fight for. It's not something you can wait out. Um, you gotta, it's either there or it's not. And if it's not a hundred percent there, you just have to leave. Like you, you just should be with someone that wants you a hundred percent. So isn't it, I don't know. I really get deep about this stuff. I watch this stupid show and I make fun of it. And the early episodes of each season are so ridiculous and so frustrating with all the drama they create, but it always ends up being so fascinating and beautiful by the end. And that's The Bachelor, man. I will continue watching this show with all the ups and downs and as much as I complained about this season and as frustrated as I was, it really delivered and they really did a good job um, capturing people in very honest moments and they really, in the end, made a, a good choice. I mean, Peter ended up bringing some really wonderful people uh, into the light <laughs> for us to, to learn, to appreciate, and to watch. So I give it two thumbs up. Carry on, ABC. All right, well, till April, when this singing love bachelor show happens. I'm very intrigued and excited. <laughs>